Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. I am Bill Michaels, uh, Ben Kenny, producing the program in the studios. We are glad you're with us today. Brewers get a nice win last night. The problem with the win was that they also lost in the win, and that is uh, the fact that Brandon Woodruff has some shoulder soreness, and he's going to miss a few starts because of it. But it was good to see Corbin Burns come back last night and throw strong. And uh, I guess I made it last night <laughs> through the entire game. I was up. I was working and uh, sat out back for a while yesterday. Have not put the TV out back yet. I haven't done that because I know it's supposed to be crappy over the weekend and get back into uh, much more seasonable temperatures next week. So I don't think I'm going to be sitting out back too much. So I didn't want to go through the the strife of doing that. However, uh, it was uh, it was good to sit outside, get a little work done, come in, watch some baseball last night enjoy myself and uh, watch that game and boy that that's the Brandon Woodruff we've been looking for he had the uh, he had the off-speed stuff working last night he was down and in he had that uh, almost like a screwball the old days of the screwball uh, where it starts inside works its way outside and uh, he got a couple of batters on that yesterday so it was uh, it was good it was good stuff Brewers get a nice win Bucks they uh, get a practice in they continue to wait to see who they're going to be hosting in the first round of the NBA playoffs. What is old is new again. Uh, the Bucks saying that uh, the blue court that they've been using pretty much uh, all season long is going to go back to the green court with the Bucks logo, the Bucks head, and all that kind of stuff uh, come playoff time. So they're going to get into that. So that's good. Uh, we're going to talk a little hockey today. Our buddy Aaron Sims is going to be joining us uh, from the Milwaukee Admirals and uh, talked with him a little bit yesterday. So we'll chat with him about what's coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, there is more speculation that we could have nothing regarding the draft uh, when it comes to uh, an Aaron Rodgers trade. Nothing on draft day or the day after or the day after. Now it's getting into more and more speculation, getting more and more dicey. We're going to talk with Tyler Dunn of Go Long TD uh, coming up here uh, in the uh, third hour of the program, top of the third hour of the program today, which is mainly noon central time for many of you. Uh, Aaron Sims is going to join us today at 1130. But, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. And then yesterday on the program, as the program was kind of winding down, is when uh, the rest of the world found out. Now, we... We, I think, Ben, I think you were all over. You kind of had it first, the David Bakhtiari discussion. And uh, then I heard everybody else playing it this morning as uh, I was out uh, doing some stuff in the yard yesterday listening to Sports Talk Radio. Not a lot of people had it in the afternoon, but we did. Uh, and then the rest of the world started reacting to it this morning. But uh, the David Bakhtiari comments, um, it's, it's a, a vast array of opinion, I might say. And I think I'd be right. It's some people are like, hey, you know, um, he's right. He uh, he's a guy that when you look at, uh, you know, when you look at uh, the discussion that he has separated himself from the team because he has got the loyalty was loyalty to his friend. So he is he's staying strong. He's staying strong. Then the rebuild versus the non rebuild and what he said versus what Brian Gutekind said. Uh, they are two differing opinions. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, word out, out of New York now talking about updates on the Rogers situation. Um, then uh, you've got uh, the Mike Greenbergs of the world going on the Pat McAfee show 
because they now have that ESPN connection. Uh, he's given the update. Nobody's quoting any sources. I find that rather interesting. Nobody's really quoting it. Everybody's quoting one another now. Because from what I understand, I have not. Now, I may be wrong unless I'm waking up a little bit late to the game today. But, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody's quoting Gutekunst. Nobody's quoting a source deep inside the Packers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Greeny yeah. says what I've been hearing, which I think is more yeah. plugged in than others. But I don't uh, know hearing I, from where. The what I've been hearing comment, I believe, no, I believe, comes from the Darlingtons and the insiders quote that they have on that program, on that get-up program. That's where he's getting, I think, his uh, basket of information. So he's basically getting what it is they're regurgitating on the air, which is what everybody else is regurgitating, that there's nothing really new. But we're going to hear all of that coming up today. So um, anyway, we'll get into all of that discussion coming up here in, in just a little bit. I, uh, Man, I, I'll tell you this. It was, um, it was really nice to see the Brewers last night. I know they were getting no hit for a while. It was like the fifth inning, sixth inning before they started, you know, plugging away at the baseball. But it was the opposite side was good to see Corbin Burns back. That was the Corbin Burns that we've grown accustomed to. And um, I, now, again, you got to stack success. But I walked away last night after hearing the news about Brandon Woodruff and the short, sore shoulder. I walked away last night going, okay, uh, you know, you, you need Woodruff. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Lauer has not had a great start, but for the most part, it's been a pretty good, pretty good grouping, and uh, I've been pretty, pretty happy with the starting pitching, which is what we thought was going to be one of their strengths. Uh, and I was kind of nervous. I'm thinking, you know, boy, you know, you really need to see Corbin Burns. Three bad starts would just be oof. You'd start to raise an eyebrow. And then last night he had it going, man. He had it breaking. I don't know if it's the air. Uh, I, I don't know what it was, but uh, everything was clicking for him last night. So solid night night last night for Corbin, Corbin Burns on the hill. And, uh, and, and and you know, I watched pretty intently all the way up through the fifth or sixth inning. He only given up about three hits to that point. And then after that, just it was it was solid. Eight innings, good work yesterday, uh, hitless or uh, scoreless baseball. I mean, it was it was it was good to see. Good to see out of Corbin Burns last night. Uh, boy, Christian Yelich, Ben, do we want to do we want to go there? Why would we go there? Because he was zero for three with three strikeouts at one point in that ball game. It yeah, looked bad. Finished one for five. I mean, the Tampa uh -huh. Bay Rays also won, so we're still waiting on the either or. Yep. I mean, it is what it is. He's he goes through ebbs and flows. I'm not acting as if he's back. He he just had a good no. day the other day. Yes. I, I will go along with the good day the other day comment. But um man, last night was not a not a great night for him. And it just it 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 uh <sighs> the average sits at two twenty seven, I get it, but nineteen strikeouts on the season. Nineteen strikeouts in forty four at bats. Three more again last night. I just, and and it's not like, it's not like he's taking these bad pitches and going down. 
he like on his third strikeout, he looked like he had no clue where the ball was going. No clue as to what he was swinging at. It was just this lackluster half, flail your arms out there and hope for the best swing. He, he, Like I said last year, and I'll say again so far this year, he looks like he's guessing at best and doesn't have a clue what, what, he's, what he's looking at and what he's swinging at. That, that just, just my take. But, man... It's it just that that just sw- swinging ugly, for lack of a better term, just swinging ugly. Go ahead. Here's where I'm at with it. If okay. the team as a whole was struggling and the offense couldn't score, I think it's the story because he makes the money. And over right. the last couple of years, he has been the story when the offense has struggled. But the fact that this team continues to win and continues to hit the ball up and down the lineup. Yeah, he's not playing up to the caliber you want him to play at. But the story of what's going on isn't him struggling to me. It's the Mm -hmm. fact that this lineup is deeper than we've seen in years. The youth has been awesome. And they hit the crap out of the baseball. So then I think whatever Yelich can give you is somewhat of a positive. Yeah. Um, Until it's not. And and that's, that's my fear is... When this team, when this group of young guys begin to get a little bit figured out and books get out on them and then teams start to pitch them, pitch them a little bit differently and and then Yelich, they are relying upon him to be some kind of either and or protector or a an igniter that he's not there. And then what do you do? Uh, you know, again, I... I'm talking. I'm talking about a team that's eight and three right now. They get a seven to one win last night. The runs came late, five runs in that uh, that sixth or seventh. It was uh, the sixth inning, I think, is when they scored, or seventh inning. Excuse me, seventh inning is when they played at five. Um, but watching him through the first three at bats, just wail and whiff, and and just look awful. And yeah. I keep thinking to myself, like you do, when he went yard the other day and it was the opposite field, or not really an opposite field. It was more of a, a, a center field shot than it was anything. Um, but I keep thinking he's not pulling the ball with authority. He's not giving you that low-level power. He's he's getting around late on the ball, which he did again last night. There was, there was one pitch he was swinging at. It was already in the glove. It was the it was his third strikeout. It was the second strike of his of his third strikeout. He swung the ball was already in the glove. It was like embarrassing. I, who's the who's the commentator? Who's the uh, the television commentator? Because Jeff Levering is doing the play by play, and it's not Bill Schroeder. It's somebody else. Is that is that? Um, oh God, he was doing the post game show with um, the other day. I can't remember who it is. Anyway, long story short. He, he, he said the same thing. He said, oh, he was around late on that one. And that was putting it mildly. I mean, you'd already heard, like, the pop of the glove, and he was just starting to bring the bat through the strike zone. I mean, he's late on it. And then they, they want to say, well, you know, when he's spraying the ball everywhere, boy, he's really on it. No, he's not. He's just late. He's late. He's not recognizing pitches early on, which is why he's flailing. I mean, that's just my opinion, but uh, you kind of wonder, uh, you know, at some point is um, – at what point does the money outweigh the success? Because right now it is. And you look at other guys that are starting to toil away a little bit down in the minors that have had some success. Um, who's the who's the kid? Uh, Freelich. Sal Freelich is another guy. Vinny Rotino. Thank you very much. Vinny Rotino. Thank you very much. 
Ryan and Tom and John. There you go. Vinny Rotino was on the call last night. And he said that. He said, you know, yeah, boy, you know, he, he was a little late on that. But, you know, when he's on it and he's spraying the ball, and I'm thinking when he's on it, he's pulling the ball hard because he's seeing the pitch. It's when he's barely getting around and he's doing these excuse me base knocks uh, because he's late on the baseball because he's not recognizing the pitch is when he's going to the left side of the field because he's just throwing the bat at the ball, and that's what he did last night. Anyway, I, I, I'm just I, I'm not knocking Christian Yelich, but I'm looking at this going, this guy's I, – I, I'm in the camp of he's never going to be the same. He's never going to be the guy that's going to give you 290 and 30-plus home runs and be a feared hitter at the plate. Um, I've watched him now for a couple of weeks, and it just it's the same old, same old from last year. Uh, Ryan says, it's hard to watch him at this point. Three years of this, and it's just painful. I completely agree. That's where I'm at. A win for the Brewers, solid victory. You don't have to have him. Uh, oh, by the way, and this is, uh, this is from John who says, remember last year when he couldn't even throw the ball back to the infield? He has a weak arm, too. He's not a defensive juggernaut. We'll see how that goes as well. But, yeah, it's uh, not off to a good start. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to today, obviously. Uh, we're going to have a whole plethora of things. But I do want to get back into, um, if you want to talk some Brewers baseball, by all means, light the lines. Uh, I do want to hear from uh, everything that we discussed. There's David Bakhtiari from yesterday, talked about the Packers rebuilding. There's Craig Carton on the fan, talking about a Rodgers update. Uh, Schefter says the trade might not even might not even happen before the draft. Uh, all of this, all of this conjecture coming up. So stay tuned for all of that as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Cunis. Cunis RV, automotive, trucks, commercial, and such. Uh, they are with us for the uh, the motorcycle ride this year. We can't say thanks enough. The RV side, go to CunisRV.com. That's CunisRV, the RV side, giving us the cruiser. And then uh, the Cunis, Cunis Automotive side, uh, giving us a, a truck to use. So we are able to pull the trailers around and do different stuff with our tents and so many different things, supporting veterans and veterans' causes. Thanks to our friends from Cunis. Go to Shop Cunis, Shop, K-U-N-E-S.com. they got Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, and Platteville locations. If you're looking for anything in the automotive and truck and commercial vehicle industry, track them down there, and uh, they have so many terrific deals and so many different makes and manufacturers. They have such a giant uh, conglomerate of buying power. Go to shopcunis.com, shopcunis.com. And if you're listening to us in the northern Illinois uh, area, they got a ton of dealerships in Illinois as well. So go to shopcunis.com. That's shopcunis.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you, the Bill Michael Show. We, uh, we continue on. Hopefully you're enjoying your day, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you and uh, everybody else that you're hanging out with is uh, getting ready to join us. As we got uh, Yesterday I posted just a portion of the schedule, and if you uh, noticed it, 
coming up uh, Thursday, April 27th, we will have an NFL, the first round of the NFL draft, like we've always done. We're going to be here starting, I believe, at 6 o'clock, and we'll bring you all the picks and such. It's it's going to be, that's going to be a good time. Uh, then coming up on Saturday, May 6th, we have the Bill Michaels Open. That's at Viroqua Hills in the golf course. Uh, after that, the whole slate, if you, if you don't see it over on the uh, Bud Light live stream, you can always track us down over on the Facebook fan page and such. But everywhere we're going to be, including the cigar dinners, uh, a lot of the broadcast uh, appointments and such, uh, over there on the uh, Facebook fan page. It's posted on our Instagram page as well. Uh, no reason you can't find us. We've got a couple of cigar dinners coming up. We've got uh, the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing coming up on the 14th and 15th of June. Uh, going to be back at Road America for the Indy Cars on the 16th. Uh, June 21st, we got another cigar dinner in Wausau. By the way, go to quickspirits.com for the first three cigar dinners. Quick Spirits, K-W-I-K Spirits.com, and it's right there on the front page, quickspirits.com. And then, yeah, we're going to be out in Sturgis, out in Sturgis, South Dakota for a few days on the air. We're going to be there for an entire week. Uh, the 15th, we got a cigar dinner in Wissota in Chippewa Falls. Uh, another one coming up in August. Uh, we've got uh, September 3rd, the beginning of its poker run, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We'll have more information on that. There's going to be a lot of other stuff that comes up, but this is just kind of the, the preliminary schedule for right now for where we're going to be uh, on the road. So I just wanted to kind of make you aware of it in case you didn't get a chance to see a lot of people. And, and there's a lot of different areas that uh, people want us to come to. Um, the cool thing this year is that we will move around a little bit for the huddle. And we will move around a little bit uh, for uh, Packers away games. So we will be doing some things in different areas. So uh, just kind of keep paying attention to it. That's only the beginning of the summer schedule. But we'll we'll, we'll keep you up to date as to what's going on and where we're going to be. But right now, uh, we are still, uh, as of yesterday, now I don't know if it's sold out, but as of yesterday, the uh, the Viro- our friends from Viroqua Hills said, thirty four of the thirty six foursomes are gone. So we have basically eight people, two foursomes remaining. So if you are thinking about playing in this, it's gonna by the end of the week it'll be sold out. I guarantee it. So call them six zero eight six three seven seventy six fifteen six zero eight six three seven seventy six fifteen. We're coming to Viroqua, the Viroqua Hills Golf Course for the Bill Michaels Open Saturday, May sixth. So if you're coming from anywhere in the state, you can come over and, and stay overnight if you choose to do so because we're going to hang out too. We're going to get there on Friday, uh, play golf on Saturday, hang out Saturday night, and then we're leaving on Sunday. But uh, come on up and uh, enjoy yourself and have a lot of fun and kind of a really nice hidden gem golf course. That's Viroqua Hills Golf Course, uh, the Bill Michaels Open, Saturday, May 6th. Call Ryan, 608-637-7615, 608-637-7615, and only a couple of foursomes remaining. Uh, Mike says, leave Yelich in Seattle and bring uh, Kelnick back. Uh, Phil says, for some reason, I see a better swing from Yelich this year. Uh, he had so many ground balls, light tappers to the infield. Uh, I feel when he is making contact, they are being squared up better, but still striking out way too many times. But I still agree that striking out too much. Just hope that he heats up when the Brewers need him, when the rest of the hitters are starting to slump. This is why baseball is such a team sport. Um. What is this one? Uh, says, Bill told you yesterday having the cap space luxury over two years is as valuable as a draft pick. You can do so much with that available money. I also wouldn't doubt that the Jets 
are aware of it and are agreeing to a post-June 1st trade. Um, Packers have to be careful with disgruntled players not blocking for Love. Uh, well, I'll tell you this, John. Hey, if Bakhtiari goes out on the field and doesn't block for Jordan Love because he's it's not Aaron Rodgers, then he should tear up his contract, give the money back, and walk away from football because that's nothing more than a coward. So that's if he would do that. I mean, I'm not calling him that if he, because he's not going to do that. And not to mention, your peers are going to look at that and go, man, what a piece of garbage to do, to do something like that. Um, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, Wayne says, didn't Yelich have the longest home run last year? Wayne, he did. Who cares? Who cares? He's not a power hitter anymore. He had one home run that was of ilk distance. Other than that, few balls escaped. He had what? What did he end up with last year, Ben? 14? 14 homers? 15. I'll check. 14 or 15? I said 15 or less. You said 16 or more, I think is what it was. He never got over that because I won that bet. But he's not a power hitter anymore. Do you count spring the, training? The, no. 14. Yeah, he had, he had 14 home runs last year. Do you count batting year. practice? 14, yeah. He, he's not hitting him in batting practice either. I'll tell you that right Allegedly. now. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. Um, the, uh, the whole thing with uh, trading after the trade. Now, look, I never said that guaranteed they're going to get this thing done before uh, the draft. I did say I believe they will. I said 90, 99% of me believes we'll get it done before the draft, and nobody's saying anything. That's the thing. Nobody's saying anything right now. It's not like the Packers are coming out and saying. Now, um, Craig Carton on WFAN, this is what he this is what he had to say when he, because he, he's been called out numerous times for basically getting information somewhere in regards to the Green Bay Packers, but this is what he had to say when he gave his Aaron Rodgers update. Take a listen. A factual update on the matter. Aaron Rodgers will not become a New York Jet this week. All right? <laughs> it's so, a week-to-week week proposition. Right. It is a week-to-week week thing. He will not become a New York Jet this week. Now, not this week. Maybe that bothers you. Maybe it doesn't bother you. But we are going to get very, very close to draft night uh, or the night before. But you should know that if you're waiting for the news to come, much like yesterday we saw the video of Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham partying at the Live Nightclub down in Miami, mm-hmm. celebrating their new uh, partnership. And that's got Raven fans, rightfully so, all pumped up that Lamar is all in now to come back, even if it's on the uh, the franchise tag, with Odell Beckham was also on a one-year deal. Aaron Rodgers will not become a New York Jet this week. Duh. That's breaking news. Duh. Now, now let me, there's two things I take away from that. One is, in other words, he's listening to what everybody else is saying. And two, does he sound drunk? Ben, does he sound like he's slurring his words and spitting all over the microphone? No, I don't think so. He sounds like he's hammered. Just throwing it out there. Uh, then you had Mike Greenberg, Greeny, 
on the Pat McAfee Show, and he gives his Aaron Rodgers update. I've heard that Aaron has sent signals to the Jets that there's no reason for them to rush, that he's not coming until May anyway. So it's not they're not missing anything right now. So they should hold out as long as it takes, and that ultimately they won't wind up having to trade the 13th pick in the draft, which is what I think this ultimately comes down to. Again, if, if I'm saying something, AJ, that you think is totally wrong, let me know. AJ. But I think that this is all about Money. the Jets wanting to, to draft an offensive tackle at 13 and Aaron Rodgers wanting them to draft an offensive tackle at 13, which I would want too if I was Aaron Rodgers. And they will just hold out until the draft and they think the Packers will eventually say, okay, We'll take slightly less than we want because we want pieces to put around or in front of Jordan Love this year, not wait until next year. Duh. We knew Rodgers wasn't coming till May. Now, in that particular statement, that's kind of, that, that's kind of counterintuitive to what now Schefter is saying and others are saying that this deal is not going to happen until after the draft. If it doesn't happen until after the draft, Rodgers isn't showing up in May. He's not showing up till mid-June at best because there's no way in hell the Packers are going to trade him after the draft. It would be dumb. So this is what Adam Schefter said, uh, that this trade may not even happen until after June. All right, so not a whole lot there, but also maybe something. Adam, what is the latest between the Packers and the Jets when it comes to this Aaron Rodgers trade? Laura, you hit on the key phrase right there, not a whole lot there. And my understanding is there hasn't been a whole lot of conversation, if any, over the last couple of weeks, going back to the owners' meetings. And so both sides now appear to be dug in, and we'll see whether or not anything changes as we head up to the draft. What's interesting is if the two sides, amazingly enough, can't figure out a deal, by the time the draft comes, then the Jets go ahead and make their picks at 13, 42, and 43, I think are the numbers, and Aaron Rodgers then has a decision to make about whether or not to show up for the mandatory minicamp in May. Do the Packers want him there when he's scheduled to count about $60 million? Do you want to risk him showing up and getting hurt? Or do the two sides want to come together and get something done before the draft so Green Bay can go ahead and use the picks now for a player that doesn't figure to be a part of their future? Again, it seems like both sides are dug in and are willing to be patient until something gets done because nothing is any closer at this point in time. So there you go. Now, for... Greenberg's comments when he says, I am told that Rodgers told the Jets, I'm not in a rush. He's not. I mean, at this point in time, with what we know about Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, I, I think for the most part, I'm, I don't want to sp specifically speak for him, but from what we've seen, his actions in the past, his words in the past, he's probably just saying, hold tight, don't give them anything. Don't give them that. He doesn't give a damn about what he feels he's worth. What he wants to do is not give the Packers anything in return. They don't want me. They don't want to pay me. They think I, you know, they chose Jordan Love. Yep, 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 yep. Screw them. Don't give them anything. That's where he's at. And he probably wants a tackle in front of him. Okay, I get it. 
Um, again, the Packers, first of all, they can give him a special dispensation, dispensation to say he doesn't have to show up for the mandatory minicamp. So the whole thing about, well, he could show up, and he's gonna, that's not going to happen. Okay? It, people aren't that stupid. It's not going to happen. They can tell him you don't have to show. We are going to give you an excused absence because of the situation we are in to go ahead. We will still pay you for your participation, whatever that may be, but don't worry about it. We're, you are you are excused. If you want to go run on the beach or do whatever it is you want to do, you're fine. But um, I, I, I just this, – there's so many opinions – that are differing. Um, you know, it's it. <laughs> there's no everybody's grabbing onto something, but there's no there there right now. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll touch on this a little bit. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. And I'm telling you, whether it's a take home meal which they're fantastic. That fried chicken is just out of this world, or just some of the staples like right now, two ninety nine for a gallon of milk. Their, and their milk is unbelievably fresh. Two ninety nine for a gallon of milk, limit three. Stop in. The butter, the eggs, the bananas, which I go get there all the time, uh, all of it. It's just the staples you need and the stuff that you don't but you love to have, it's all right there at Quick Trip. Don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card either because it is uh, fantastic in garnering you some of the terrific specials that uh, Quick Trip runs. And right now you go in and you get yourself some of the eye gogs, the, the sunglasses and such. You can get yourself registered as well. See store for details for a couple, not one, but two personal watercraft as we get into the summer months. They're running that right now. So a lot of good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And don't forget, use that Quick Rewards card. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, we always appreciate you being here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Point Brewing up in Stevens Point. Uh, you know, they've got uh, the local craft beers. I love Cider Boys. Good stuff. But uh, they have many different styles coming out. So check out our friends and look for it by name, Point, P-O-I-N-T, Point Brewing Excellence, since 1857. And our guy Joe Martino up there, good people, good people at Point Brewing. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Coming up here in a little bit, we're also going to talk with Tyler Dunn a little bit later on today uh, from GoLongTD.com and uh, his take on all of this. As well, and he just uh, came out with an article um, with uh, Ron Wolf. Now, Ron's a Ron as he's gotten up there in years. We'll say um, he opens up uh, and talks about you know the the Packers and how they're incredibly unique and uh, you know what's going on at his jump, his leap of faith, if you will, to go from Mikowski to Favre and how he made that transition, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting. And, and you know, he takes a uh, – Tyler Dunn takes a real good, uh, you know, kind of sit down with Ron Wolf 
and when he took over as a general manager in 1991 and kind of how he just never looked back. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear from him coming up here in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, now, I want to go back to this. I want to go back to this. I uh, Yesterday, David Bakhtiari. No! <laughs> David Bakhtiari had this to say about the Green Bay Packers, and they're in the midst of what he calls a rebuild. Again, I'm not being a homer. They're just thinking about the oh, situations. God. Just hear it out is the Packers are rebuilding, whether you think so or not. They don't like they could they be good? I don't know. Could they be bad? Probably if you're betting, more people are gonna think they're gonna be bad than good. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't mm-hmm. that fair to say? Fair. So then they'll be like, Well, we're gonna suck anyways. We want what we want and we're not gonna bend anyone, so we'll just eat it. You can stay sell and retire, we'll pay you. We don't care because we're gonna if, if we're gonna do it our way, it's gonna be on our terms. If not, we're, what are we like? We're, we're gonna be Super Bowl contenders anyway, so we'll eat it. You can hang on the side. We'll pay you your money, and then we'll suck anyways. Get the picks as compared to dealing him but for you, something that you shouldn't have. You look like you could potentially look like an idiot. So that was what we had talked about yesterday and discussed uh, regarding um, regarding David Bakhtiari, and I, I want to go and we'll play the other one coming up here. Uh, after the break, but uh, again, he was talking because a lot of people heard that and went, wait a minute, we're going to suck? He's saying we're going to suck? Okay, that was the waxing out loud of what the the mentality of the general manager might be, the front office, if you will, that, okay, if we can't get this deal done, we're, we, we're, we're going to suck, so we might as well go ahead and get better draft choices and do this and this and this to continue to bolster this team because it's all based upon the premise, yes, we are rebuilding, in his opinion. Now, remember, Brian Gutekind said at the Combine, no, we're not rebuilding. We're going to add a couple more pieces until we've got a quarterback that can hopefully win, and we're, we're not rebuilding. You know, they're not restructuring all these contracts if you're in the midst of a rebuild, you know? Now, again, I said yesterday, and I, I the more I listened to that, I thought, yeah, it kind of sounds like he's distanced himself from the team, which is disconcerting, but I wonder – what side of the I believe Rodgers is coming back or not coming back fence he fell on when he restructured the deal. So if he believed Rodgers was coming back to the Green Bay Packers and then he restructures his deal to make all this extra room and then ultimately Rodgers isn't coming back, okay, he feels like he's been duped. But, I again, it's all the questions that weren't asked. It's did Rodgers tell him that he was 90% to the retirement side going into the darkness? Did Rodgers pick up the phone at all? Apparently not, at least according to the Packers. Talk to the Packers. Did he talk to him? Did he answer his texts and or phone calls? Did they have discussions about all of this? Or did he restructure knowing that, you know, he's going to be a Green Bay Packer? He wants to play out the rest of his career as a Green Bay Packer. And if so, then why the, the weird verbiage as they and the Packers rather than we and me and us? So, because you would be inclusionary there. And I think everybody I talked to yesterday said the same thing. So, um, we will hear more from David Bakhtiari when we come back. 
And uh, I think it's uh, I, I think it's an interesting discussion for sure, absolutely. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seventy. Hey, our friends at Calderon Club, great Italian food. Stop in, tell them hi. Old World Third Street, right next to San Giorgio, a terrific, authentic Napolitana Pizzeria. It's right there as well. Both of them, straight across the street from the Hyatt, downtown Milwaukee. If you're heading there before or after a Bucks game, man, it is such good food. You will not be sorry. That is Calderon Club and San Giorgio. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continuing on. So the the question that David Bakhtiari was asked, um, you know, uh, in regards to the Green Bay Packers, um, basically the the discussion was, do, do you think the Packers are even going to be good? And this is what he had to say. Uh, again, like I said, I, I don't know. Could Could the Packers be really good? Yeah, I, I certainly would love that and hope so, but also I'd be ignorant to say that. Is this look like a rebuild? Probably. There you go. That's it. Are the Packers. I I think part of the use of the term the Packers is because when he's asking, are, people are asking, are the Packers going to be good? Are I don't know. The Packers could be good. I think he's kind of answering it in that tone. The more I had the chance to listen to it, it certainly – out of context, out of context of the discussion, it certainly makes it seem distant. It doesn't sound good for David Bakhtiari. But after listening to it yesterday, um, he's more engaged than I think what many people wanted to give him the lack of credit for. Uh, I, you know, he's he's. I get that there's some speculation that does he sound like he's going to be traded, like he's going to be a part of the Aaron Rodgers deal? No. Not in the full context of the discussion. So I, I, I think I think things are better. I think things are fine. Yesterday, even on my part, uh, I have to admit it was probably a little bit of a, a hearing it out of context for the first time overreaction, um, and then sitting back and listening to it again. I think I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Um, I'm, you know, I think the proof is going to be in the pudding with David Bakhtiari when he does come back. But I don't – the only question I have is when it comes to the restructure. He does sound a little bitter uh, towards the front office, which, again, I don't understand. You know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me. Guys get mad at the front office for certain things. And I get it if you think that, you know, you, did, you wanted to see the team do more. You wanted to see um, – you wanted to see – the front office do more pick up more guys help you out in another way you want to see your front office support what you're doing down on the field and down in the locker room okay i understand that but this whole thing of this is what they owe me and this is what i need and this is what i have to have to be happy and you know i get it to a certain extent that guys you know we all want to go to work we all want to enjoy what we do we all want to have a good time but we all want to do our work get paid for it and get paid handsomely okay but when you're making millions as the highest paid player or near the top of your position 
and the team has stuck with you through the injury. Okay, you earned the contract for the durability up until that point. They stuck with you through the injury. They've they've obviously have a lot invested in you. They want to make sure you're okay. Um, they took it easy. They did everything you needed to do. Um, I get it that your your buddy's not there, but I don't think there's any reason to be upset with the front office at this point. You know, I, again, I agree with the fact that the the timing of Jordan Love was not not good, but that's that's so far in the in the rearview mirror now. That's something that we're all going to look back on and we're going to say, okay, that, that timing was bad. James says, right now the train wreck known as the Packers don't have a number one or number two tight end on the roster and three wide receivers that are injury prone, frail, and still a triple-A level baseball team analogy. Um, yeah, but usually you start to take your jump between your second and third year, so you hope that the wide receivers come in and and play well. Uh, the injury bug, absolutely, I agree with that, but even with the veterans that they had, Randall Cobb went down with injury. That was guaranteed every year. He's going to miss three and four games. James says four and three, four and thirteen record coming up. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know about that. I think they're going to win more games than that. But uh, they don't have the tight end position. That's one hundred percent. I'll agree with. But they're pretty. They're pretty good offensive line. Uh, they're not deep in a lot of areas. The depth in the secondary is a little concerning. The depth on the defensive front is really concerning. The depth at the outside linebacker. Now, they have starters, okay? Don't get me wrong. They have starters. But you start losing guys and you lose numerous guys at one position, at one position group, and this team can, can go from being pretty good to pretty bad in a heartbeat. So it, this is where getting these street-free agents and such and replenishing this team, this is a big draft for Brian Gutekunst. I mean, every draft is big. We always talk about that. Oh, this is a key moment. This is pivotal in the organization, and it's all horse crap the next year. We all know that. But um, but this is the, the transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, fortifying the team with enough weapons to be substantial. Um Uh, you know, I think you have to support in every way possible, much like last year when – now, last year Miami went all in. They brought in Tariq, and now this year they're going out and they're picking up Ramsey and they're building that defense and they're getting better, and they're giving Tua every reason to succeed. And if he doesn't, it's on him. That I understand. The concussions have played into that, though. This thing, though, it's different because – Jordan Love has not been under center before as a full-time starter. So you want to give him as many weapons as possible, but also you're going to, along the way, you're either, one, hoping that lightning strikes early for for him, or you're hoping that along the way you learn a lot of things about the, the positions that are going to need to be fortified on this team over the next couple of years for any quarterback to come in and have substantial success. Uh, Jeremy says you're saying Rodgers and Lazard was the reason that they won four more games than this current roster. No. No, I think I, I I think um I think last year it was a pretty mundane watered down team. 
I think numerous things happened. And if you don't look at them as a whole, individually, and then wrap them together, I think you're foolish. I think you look at the start of the offensive line with Elton Jenkins coming back from an ACL, putting David Bakhtiari in a pitch count, and then missing some additional games because of the lingering knee issue. Yash Nyman in, then out, then in, then out, then in, then out. Uh, obviously, your right tackle position wasn't completely settled. You had uh, two, three, if you want to count Toure, uh, wide receivers that were thrown into the mix. Christian Watson didn't even really have much of a training camp because of the hamstring issue. And then when he finally started to play well, it happened again. Romeo Dobbs went down with an injury. Rashawn Gary went down with an injury. You, Stokes went down with an injury. I mean, you had a lot of things happen that caused the team to be watered down. So I think if you don't look at it as that, then you're foolish just by saying, well, this is what the Packers were. Then you're an idiot. You're not paying attention to what's going on in the field. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. we still got three more hours yet to go. Coming up at the bottom of the next hour, we're going to talk a little hockey. An hour from now, we're going to talk with Tyler Dunn about the article he uh, he wrote regarding Ron Wolf, sitting down and chatting with him. But we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up next.